Hello, everybody, and welcome to not Reboot Art Underway, not Gateway to Cinema, but instead the spinoff to the spinoff, Reboot Art Underway's Best Picture Recap. Mm. We do it every year around this time. True. So it shouldn't be that that big of a surprise. Well, it's kind of a surprise with the nominees we're working with <laughs> this <Well>. year. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess it's we, you already know what this is. You clicked on this episode. You know what we're talking about. But I guess we'll run through the movies we'll be talking about on this podcast, on on this sub-podcast. So that way you can kind of be like, what, are they, what did they see? What are they going to be talking about? Today we're talking about Vice, obviously. Uh, the one that will be winning. We're going to talk about Black Panther, Black <laughs> Klansmen, um, Roma. And Roma, for sure. Those Her- are the ones I have seen yes. as of this point. Beyond that, uh, oh wow, you've seen uh, like seven out of the eight. I've seen you? all but Green Book, and I yeah. will not be watching Green Book. <laughs> should have watched. Yeah, you watched Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> should have watched Green Book instead of Bohemian Rhapsody. Because there's every year there's one Best Picture nominee I don't watch. And whether it's just because I'm not interested or I can't get to it, like with Fences two years ago. Yeah. Um... We, we may talk about Bohemian Rhapsody. We might. Just, I have not seen it. I will not see it. But I kind of want to talk about it with... Uh, Lacey, I just, am... Just for the... For the uh, trash talk. For yeah. The, for the uh, holy... Kyle, how did this... Uh, how did this get a... Uh, holy cow, how? Uh, holy cow, how did this get a Best Picture nomination? Uh, and we might talk about the favorite. Maybe. Yeah, if we go see yeah, it. Yeah, if I, I see it. I really want to see The Favorite again. So good. I'd like to see it. But um, we all know uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is going to win. So oh no... my god, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> I, I, like, I've been thinking about what I'll do if Bohemian Rhapsody wins. Because that'll be like... Because the Rams lost the Super Bowl. Yes. And even worse, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, and then if Bohemian Rhapsody wins... Best picture. I've just been thinking about because I'll just be defeated. I'll be broken inside. Right. Yeah. I'll be like, what is wrong with the world? Those are the things that made me ask what's wrong <laughs> with the world. Um, I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll think about what I'll do. But we're talking about Vice today. We are talking anyway. about Vice. Uh, but yeah, I, I've also seen Star is Born, but we will not be talking about that. Number one, there's just nothing to talk about with that movie. I, I've seen I've seen a Star is Born. Yeah. We should definitely do an episode where I'm talking well, about you're talking the, about the 2018 when I'm talking about the 30s one. <laughs> like, how did you like that uh, heavy-handed noose foreshadowing in the first act? I'd be interested in how much overlap there actually, like how much we could actually talk about without confusing each other. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it'd probably be uh, easier really than easy. we think. Yeah, probably. But we're not. We're talking about Vice. We are talking about Vice. And uh, we are doing this podcast uh as of now in the order reverse order of what we think is likely to win this award yes so we're starting with vice because uh, it has no chance at all how it got nominated in the first place yeah yeah is i mean i i get why just because of the uh it's very much an oscar bait movie Mm -hmm. and it's coming off of the big short which the academy loved so Mm -hmm. they're like you know we gotta throw adam mckay another bone Mm -hmm. we want to nominate the acting and the acting is worthy of an award uh but coming out the gate i'm just gonna say i don't like this movie and i 
really like this movie. <laughs> I've settled on I you really settled like on it. really like. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be yeah. this is gonna be an interesting podcast because I think I think we un- have the same understanding of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just that you're like I dig this, and mm-hmm. I'm like this is really embarrassing. Yeah. So yeah. And that's the thing. I can definitely see where you're coming from on not liking it. I can see where everyone's coming from on not liking this. Like, I feel, I do feel like I'm on an island with this. Although there are other... there are, Obviously, there are other people who like it. Um, but I... It's just... This movie's frustrating in a lot of ways because there's a lot of things to like, and that's why I keep getting drawn to it. I keep thinking about it. But then... It's other things. Like, I'll start thinking about this movie. I'm like, yeah, I really like that. Oh, yeah, that, that was really good. And then it'll, all of a sudden, a bad thing from the movie will creep in my head. I'll be like, oh, oh, crap. Oh, oh, God. Oh, I'll be like, oh, push that one out of the way. Oh, yeah, he's really good in that role. Amy Adams is really good. Oh, but Shakespeare scene goes on for, like, five minutes. <laughs> it's way too long. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Push that. So it's that's basically my experience with this movie. But it's like... How much can you forgive in a movie, you know? I mean, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of like the reverse of that, where there's so much stuff I don't like, and then I keep on thinking of the stuff that I do like, and I'm like, you know, maybe it's not that bad, but I Mm -hmm. think overall it's just very, very disappointing coming off of the big short, because it very much is trying to be the big short again, Mm -hmm. but it just fails in several key aspects of that to recapture that same magic. I'm more interested in how. It didn't work like that. The Big Short isn't subtle, either. The Big Short isn't subtle. No, they uh, when you do fourth wall breaks with famous <laughs> celebrities, you know, that's kind of, you're tossing subtlety out the window. Like, that's being as direct as possible. Yeah. It's just as angry, I'd say. Yes. But this one feels so much more pointed at, like, this guy ruined everything. He's the worst. Yeah. I I don't know what exactly our format is for this podcast, but Neither like to, to to like address that point, I think that's one of the reasons why I don't like this movie that much is that mm. it's really hard for good art to come from a place of hatred, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I think the best art in the world always comes from a place of like love and empathy and understanding and stuff like that. Right. And that's not to say that hate can't fuel good art because I'm sure if I put my mind to it, I could think of like several good examples. Have that- you played Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> <laughs> that was a drug bender and a half, <laughs> all full of hate. You should have seen those. Those. No- I'm not gonna. Go. But I think the thing is like like. Uh, Obviously, Big Short is like a, is a livid movie as well. Like it's mm. very much like look at how these banks have screwed over the American people. Mm-hmm. Like they, you know, they screwed us all over for no reason outside of their own financial greedy greedy gain. Mm-hmm. But I think what works about the Big Short is that there's the the main cast of characters are still like rootable. Like you can root for them in this really. Odd way because they like explicitly say like you know like if we succeed it means yeah. you know it's going against the American people and stuff like mm-hmm. if, if we if we succeed that means the American people get screwed over, and so it addresses that point of like how awful the situation is and how terrible you know it is and how it's affecting everyone in the world the same way that Vice does, but there's still that element of like that underdog story that so many people are drawn to. 
yeah. that is present there. That there's still this idea that we want these people to succeed because they're going against that system yeah. to a certain extent. And I think that's why that works better than Vice, where it's very much like... He, they don't portray Chaney to be an absolute monster, no. but clearly they're like, pretty much everything of the past ten years is all his fault. <laughs> yeah. They definitely lean super hard into that. And... There's... Yeah. I, uh... I get that. <laughs> I, it's just, it's so frustrating. Because this movie could have been so great. Um... I had a point and I completely lost it. But it was Big Short, Big Short, Big Short, Big Short. Either way. Big Short's great. Just watch that movie instead, honestly. Oh, certainly, yeah. Uh, I still really love The Big Short. And... It's, yeah, one of the best movies of that year. That movie is just a slam dunk in every way. And this movie, yeah, it, it does a lot of things. And I don't know if it's just Adam... Mc... Obviously, it's Adam McKay's directing style and writing style. The very cutaway, very fourth wall breaking type stuff. Um, and like some of it really works here. I think the fake ending to the movie is really good. That was pretty good. I think it went on a bit too long, but I think that's yeah. the case with like all those cutaway jokes that like they're really good and then they go on for a bit too long. This is definitely a film that could have been trimmed some. Well, yeah. Which is, it got nominated for best editing as well, right? I'll look it up. Because I think that was one of the ones where I was like, why? Like, not Bohemian Rhapsody level of why, but that one... Uh... I cannot believe... Who's... Alright, so the, the the theory is that editors nominate editors. Right. So, like, who... Someone who, who is an editor, who, who this is their craft, the thing they love, the thing they do for a living... This is what they decide. Bohemian Rhapsody and Vice, they're like, best. Uh, Black Klansman, that's a great choice. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Alright, so this, I'm not going to call them out. They did a list of, ranked by their likelihood of winning best editing. And they put Bohemian Rhapsody at number two. If Bohemian Rhapsody wins best editing, I just think I don't know what editing is at that point. I'm like, I'll just accept that I don't understand. Um, the favorite, Green Book and Vice, yeah. So Vice was nominated. Vice was nominated. And yeah, that not as bad as Bohemian Rhapsody again, but no. this is definitely not a good example of that. It like, I, I guess if you mean editing in terms of like the transition between scenes and the like of that. Transition. If, if you're looking at that kind of aspects of it. But if you're looking at, like, you know, fitting everything to appropriate lengths, you know, keep the pace right. moving and keep the audience interested and stuff like that and keep the jokes flowing and hitting hard, in which, it fails. In which Bohemian Rhapsody fails in both respects. <laughs> <laughs> I think Vice really only fails in the No, in the, the only length. bit of Bohemian Rhapsody I've seen is that, like, two-minute clip that was making its way on Twitter that you, that you shared with me. It's, <laughs> and I was like, oh... If the whole movie is like this, I don't think I could watch that. Like that's like but that's, that's like thing. Transformers five levels of bad editing. Editing where you're is... like, this is just a shot reverse shot <laughs> scene. Why is it switching aspect ratios every three moments? <laughs> I hate Transformers five so much. That's legitimately one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> like bottom ten. <laughs> yeah, editing. 
they always say editing the best editing is when you can't notice that there's editing right that's always the thing but and to be fair until i watched that clip with the context of look at this editing i didn't recognize it (laughs) i was like oh yeah that's awful (laughs) i'm like okay but i don't know whatever this isn't a bohemian rhapsody podcast (laughs) they're all bohemian rhapsody podcasts whether we like it or not that will be I will, if Bohemian Rhapsody wins Best Picture, I will make a Vice-style film about <laughs> it winning Best Picture. And I'm like, how did we let this happen? Could God forgive us? Could God forgive us for nominating Bohemian Rhapsody instead of First Reformed? Oh my God, it's such a better choice. But better choice than Vice too to uh, to uh, swing us back to the movie we're supposed yeah. to be talking about. To be fair, it's all just who pays the most anyway. But <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's real to me, damn it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this movie also when it works, it hums, it moves along. It's really nice. There's great jokes here and there. The performances are all amazing. But it definitely falls into those traps of a, you know, a biopic. There's definitely tons of that. And I'm like, it didn't need to be this. It didn't need to be this. And that's the other thing. Bohemian Rhapsody. I can't stop (laughs) saying its name. It's the bye-bye man of movies. Hey, don't you dare (laughs) insult the bye-bye man by comparing it to Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm I'm, I'm calling Bohemian Rhapsody the bye-bye man monster, not the Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it's a big short, is what I meant to say. Big short's great because it focuses on moment in time. It's within, like, two, three years, I think, is the span of the movie. Besides, like, the really early stuff where they talk about the 70s. Um, but this movie is just so like, here's him when he, before he was in office and he's, he was a drunk guy and he, he got into some trouble. (laughs) That's pretty crazy. He's going to get into trouble later. Just wait. It's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I think, I think that's something a lot of critics have taken note of as well, that it's like, it's focus is too broad. Like it's Mm -hmm. trying to, it's trying to like tied together every single major event of American history of Cheney's lifetime. Like, like he was connected to all of it ever since, you know... Um, who was the first president he was working for? Was I think it was under... Was uh, it, it was under Nixon, was, right? I, I was trying yeah. to remember if it was Nixon. Pretty or, sure it was under Nixon. Because I knew he worked for Nixon at, like... That's, like, another major focus area of the film. And it's like, I get why this is providing us context, but yeah. at the same time, it feels like the part where he's vice president is kind of the important part of this story. It's almost like the movie's called Vice. Yeah, almost. Or something. I mean, it's obviously, you know, it's yeah, the double, double entendre, meaning, but... <clears throat> But still, you know. It's mean to say, (laughs) but the best jokes in this movie are about his heart attacks. (laughs) Yes. That that was definitely my favorite joke as well, as the running joke. (laughs) He's like, ah, yes, and then we're gonna have to... We're gonna have to talk to this guy, and I will have to go to the hospital. (laughs) I am having a heart attack. <laughs> it's so good. It is really good. I just love the way uh, Bale plays that. Yeah. He's just like, 
It's like there's no there's no uh, like change in no. tone. He's just like, <laughs> He's just and like, I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I do think they go a bit too like everything in this movie. They kind of hammer it home a little too hard. Repeated like how like the the closing shot of the movie. I suppose we're doing spoilers. I mean, People know that. I closing guess, shot yeah. of the movie is his heart. Yeah, and it's kind of like. Yeah, we get it. Okay, the heartless monster, and you know, the, he had a heart all along, or he he had to steal his heart from something. You know, it's like it's yeah. it's such a heavy-handed metaphor. It's really that bad. I think it works really well if they hadn't drawn that much attention to it. Yeah, but the joke still works. The joke still works really yeah. well. But I wish yeah. they had left it at that. And then I just I just I don't know. I think I've fallen back to just liking it. <laughs> I just, I, again, I just keep thinking of these things that I just don't like. I mean, I can talk about things I did like about the movie and try to steer <laughs> no, us back no, into that. Go, go for it. You go talk about whatever I mean, you I like. Do, I don't want to talk about what I do like, because I really like, I think the the obvious highlight of this film is the performances. Yeah. That this is a great cast, and a lot of them do really good work. Uh, I think Amy Adams is the standout of the entire cast, I would yeah. think. Yeah. I think she did the best job overall. Uh, then probably Christian Bale... I really liked Sam Rockwell's performance as George Bush. It's understated. Like, it's very understated, but it's, I think that was kind of Is necessary. he the best part of this movie? Like, if they had tried to get, like, Will Ferrell, like, back, if Adam McKay was like, Will Ferrell, we're yeah, teaming up again. And he really just, funny. It would have been really funny, but it wouldn't have, like, fit the style no, as well. No, Well, and I think I just came to this weird, like, realization that I think he's the best part of this movie. Like, Sam not Rockwell? performance, particularly like it's a good performance but just his character because it's such a different bush than we usually see it's like it's not as mean i guess there's like a little bit of it that's like he's kind of a bumbling idiot (laughs) but at the same time he's not a malicious bumbling idiot like, I think yeah. a lot of people kind of, nowadays especially, paint him as. Uh, well, th- we don't, we can kind of get it. <laughs> but I think the thing <laughs> with the Bush administration is that one, uh, it, it was like, it was so terrible. I, th- I think the thing is, is Bush was a terrible president, not because he was malicious, you're right, right but just because he was bad at the job. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. he wasn't, he wasn't good. At, he wasn't good at making it presidential decisions. It makes him more of a. Especially when they paint all of the decisions that were made under Dick Cheney, basically made these decisions. Bush just basically was like, "Yeah, I sure, mean, I don't know what that means. I'll do it." I mean, that's kind of like, how his portrayal works in Vice, and that's yeah. why it's so funny. Is because he's just you know like the pawn, like he's. Yeah, and as and, soon as the first time you see him in this movie, he's stumbling around drunk. I mean, like, and so to a certain extent, from like a from like a real world perspective, you can like critique that idea mm-hmm. that you like you can't you can't like make him blameless. Like no. he was president, mm-hmm. but in the context of a movie, yeah, like I think that's a good way to portray it in yeah. terms of like for comedic effect. That mm-hmm. works great. <laughs> Absolutely. I think one of my favorite laughs outside the heart attack is like that moment where they're at like the uh, like the wine and dine party and he like mm-hmm. sums up drunk but like before that like <laughs> Lynn is like chap. talking to him and it's like I heard uh, one of Bush's sons wants to uh, run for president and then Chase just like Jeb? <laughs> 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 and it's, and it's just like such a because I uh, like adding the context of Jeb's political campaign <laughs> Uh, to that, it was just... <laughs> poor, poor Jeff. <laughs> he got, uh... 
<laughs> he got jerked around pretty hard. Um, I don't know. Um, gosh, I had another. I'm like losing all of my points that I've had today. I had another one about. Uh, it's gone. It's gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Anyway, it's gone. okay. <laughs> I had something, but it's not here anymore. I think. Uh, to return to the acting, Steve Carell, yeah. he's fine. He's, he's yeah, I've kind of come back on thinking he's really good too in this. He is doing a Steve Carell thing, but it's less zany Steve Carell, and it's not yeah. quite beautiful boy Steve Carell either. He's having well, nev- fun never with go it. full beautiful. Never boy. go full. Never <laughs> never snort a random line of cocaine. <laughs> of, of oh my god! No 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 boy. no no! Just just and it had never snort a random line of cocaine. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, that's good. If anyone listening has seen Beautiful Boy and understands the random clip of Steve Carell's character snorting coke that's never addressed at any other point in the movie, please, uh, please reach out to us, uh, rebootalreadyunderway at gmail.com and explain it to us. Mm -hmm. But also just don't watch Beautiful Boy. But also don't watch Beautiful Boy. (laughs) Remember when people thought that was going to get an Oscar? Yeah. Yeah, remember when people thought, uh, Welcome to Marwin was going to be a good movie? I, I never Shut up. So. <laughs> Shut up. Alright, David has a problem with me being like, oh, I saw the twist ending. I have a problem with you seeing the twist ending of when movies are bad. <laughs> yeah, but I'm good at it, so, okay. you know. Alright, that's fine. All right. yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, Tyler Perry's pretty good. He's alright. Tyler Perry's in this movie? Yeah, remember he's, uh... What's his name? Uh, he's the, the one secretary that... Colin Powell. Powell yeah. Oh. Where he has to, yeah, he has to testify and... Oh. Yeah, that scene was hard to watch. said, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my point that I... My point's back. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. really extremely heavy-handed thing that I'm like, mm, didn't need this. Like, I get it. I get what they're going for. It's just extremely heavy-handed. It's when uh, Bush is giving that speech and his foot's shaking, and then it cuts to the family that's being bombed, and the dad or yeah, son or whatever's foot's shaking. I'm like, I get it, but, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like. Best editing. Best <laughs> look, editing. Look at that match cut. Yeah, it's, uh... I, I, speaking of heavy-handed parts, I think my least fair part of this movie, which is, it's a moment that was, like, tailor-made for someone like me to love, but it's awful is the Galactus bit where it just like comes out of nowhere and it's just like and yeah. then he'll become Galactus devourer of worlds and you're like what are you talking about dude like chill a little <laughs> bit uh, yeah yeah like that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying like this movie is embarrassing you know yeah like it's just so it's so like into itself you know mm-hmm. It's it, it's like, like I I agree with you, man. At a yeah. certain like I obviously it, I I side for the most part with your political leanings, but like this is just embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it's he didn't make a great case for himself. Now that being said, this movie's still like entertaining. That's the thing, at least to me. I'm like, because when we left, I'm like I could see myself watching this like I watched The Big Short like once a year. Just because I'm like, I watched it and I was like, okay, I had a good time. I was in and out. Two hours and 30 minutes. 
Yeah, in I mean, the thing is, I don't, I don't, I, I think that's the problem, is I want to be, like, in and out, but it's also way too long. <laughs> yeah. It's way too long, and it's way too, its focus is way too scattered, and its momentum is way too uneven for it to be that kind of enjoyable movie. Like, I think structurally, mm-hmm. this film has a lot of problems that, like, I could pass, I could, you know, I could uh, get over a lot more of the embarrassing aspects of it if it was, like structured better but this is so much of just like an ego trip kind of movie it where is. he's like i got so much acclaim for my last movie here we go again i'm just gonna do the same stuff again and you're gonna love it you're gonna eat it up now that being said i think i can't even say that i don't know if this has been a humbling experience for him he just got nominated for best picture again <laughs> he got no- best picture did he get best director no 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 not not best director but best editing and uh Oh, it, it, it was just an acting award was mm-hmm. the other one, right? Yeah. It didn't get a screenplay? Did no. it get a screenplay? No, no it okay. didn't. Oh, God, you're going to make me look. <laughs> you should just use the letterbox it's, list. It's supposed to say on it the... It doesn't. Uh, oh, it doesn't? No. <sighs> we got, we got to rescind our endorsement. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vice nominations. Take back your sponsor, sponsorship letterbox. We don't need it. We, we have sponsors lining up outside the door. <laughs> best picture, best actor, best supporting actor, best supporting actress. It did get nominated. It did get for best, director. best director. I thought so. And, and original screenplay. screenplay. So he didn't learn anything. He did not this. learn a single thing. <laughs> he's he's failing upwards, just like uh, just like the Bush administration. <laughs> How much did Vice make? Not a lot. How like, much did The Big Short make? Quite a bit. Like, The Big Short made, Maybe like... that's how he learned. Over $100 million, and this one made, like, not even 50. And this one had, like, twice the budget, too. Maybe that's so. how he learns, then. Yeah. Maybe. I, I'm curious about where he goes next. Because yeah. I don't see him returning to, like, the, uh, you know, broad comedies that he did no. early on. I don't see him ever returning to that point. But, you know, he, he's got he's going to have to do something different now. He's going to have to change something. Something less political, something. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, not based on a true story. But right. just, like, less... Angry? Something about it. Something I, ha- I don't know. Something he likes. Something he's like, I'm happy what about are, this Yeah, what are you... Story. He's gonna do the next Green Book. <laughs> green Book 2, too many Green Books. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I don't know what a Green Book is. So maybe that was really offensive, it was, but I'm it, sorry. A green Book was basically this kind of, like, roadmap thing for uh, African Americans in the South. Okay, like, so that was super offensive. Like, to, like, I'm know sorry. where to stay and where to go that they would be accepted and, like, not harassed, you know? So, <laughs> we yeah. want Green Books. Yeah. We just don't want Green Book the movie. Well, I mean, we don't want Green Books either. We want to be past the point of having Green Books, but, like, you get what, you get what I mean. No. No, Aaron. No, no, okay. You're horribly racist. <laughs> this is what you've done to this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. The, I, I do think the best part of this movie is... Yeah, it's character development. They have character development for him, but it's, like... A heartbreaking character development with his daughter. Oh yeah, and I, th- the way... I think that was the best storyline yeah. of the film. Yeah, and it is a gut punch. And I was like, oh no, dude. The one thing that I'm like, 
he wasn't awful, I guess. And then it's like, yep, nope, you ruined that. Like, yeah, because I mean, uh, there's, there's this thing where a lot of people don't care about an issue until it personally affects them. Yeah. And just, you know, watching Cheney be like, you know, I'm not going to come out against gay marriage because my daughter is gay. And then you're, and then just, you're like, it's really frustrating that you can't see beyond this limited viewpoint kind yeah. of thing. You know, see how all, all the rest of your policies are affecting people and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then when that turnaround happens, you're right. It's just such and a just gut punch. Care it, well, it's, it's like, it's not. I don't know if gut punch is the right word because it's also just kind of like so expected of it him is. at that point. It is. It totally where is. Where you're just like, okay, obviously he was going to throw her under the bus as soon as it was, you know, yeah. convenient. But it's just one of those things. As soon as he like, felt like he was losing power, like when mm-hmm. when you're in a position of power, you feel safe enough to like kind of take a stance like that, where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I know everyone else in my party doesn't want to allow gay marriage, but I feel okay, you know, being you know the one who sits out because obviously I'm gonna further their agenda in so many other ways, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he's losing his grip on power, he turns it around. And you're just like, yeah, of course he does. <sighs> yeah. That was like, oh my god. Especially, I think Allison Pill is great in that scene. Yeah, yeah. She's really good in that. And Allison Pill, totally underrated as an actress. Um, yeah, I couldn't remember. Like, uh, she seemed recognizable, but I couldn't mm-hmm. remember until uh, yes. you had mentioned Scott in the Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. She was in Scott She's Pilgrim. She's in Hail Caesar for like one scene. When's she in She's Hail Josh Brolin's wife in Hail Caesar. She's literally in one scene. Yeah, but I it's don't Allison remember Pill, her at all. I'm like, oh my god, it's Allison Pill. <laughs> Um, she's also in a movie we will be watching. Oh, Snowpiercer? No, no. Confessions of a Teenage Drama <laughs> Queen. Oh, we're, we will be watching for uh, your podcast. We'll, we'll be getting there. Well, don't worry. We're going to get there. Apparently also in Miss Sloan, which I need to watch. Heard it's also another one of those angry movies, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, sure it's very much uh, a vice-like movie, yeah. but not as good. But Jessica Chastain's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it got the same same like Rotten Tomatoes score. I mean, not that that really means much, but I am surprised with how how like both this and Bohemian Rhapsody like snuck in for Oscar films because like they're both like a little over sixty percent. Yeah, and you're like, it's it's it is really unusual for like not that it's never happened before, but it's really unusual for that low low of a score to uh, get nominated for best picture and now to have two of them in the same year. It's just like yeah. okay, what's happening? The critics, man, they just don't get it. I guess not. <laughs> they just don't get it. They pretty much got it on this one. They're they're about right. Yeah, yeah. I think I I, I can see why people like it. And I think there are a lot of people out there who hate it even more than I do. Oh, like, yeah. I dislike this movie, but still ended up being, like, uh, halfway in my ranking for the year. Like, I saw, like, 100 movies, and this made, like, 45 or so. Okay. So even, like, upper half. It's in the half. top half. Yeah. yeah. But you also saw a lot of really bad movies. I did see a lot of really bad movies, yeah. Um, uh, I did not see Bohemian Rhapsody, though, so um, I can forever have that badge of honor. Yeah, that's, that is that is a badge of honor. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else we need to say about Vice? I think we're just basically... Uh, it's, it's one of those movies, again, comedies, hard to talk about, and also a movie that's based on true events... What can you say? There is a really weird scene in this movie, and this is, like, the weirdest one. (laughs) That's, like, weird foreshadowing. Um, It's when... It's really early in the movie when he 
is working as like a, a telephone pole guy right. and some guy falls <laughs> and like breaks his leg and Dick Cheney's just standing looking at him. I'm like, okay, what are we supposed to say? This guy's like a complete sociopath or what are we doing here? <laughs> like, cause as far as you could say about Dick Cheney, I don't think he's a sociopath. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Who I, knows? I don't know him well enough. <laughs> I mean, like this movie says, he's very uh, secretive and private uh, yeah. as an individual. Can't say I blame him. <laughs> Honestly, if I were. I mean, again, like that, I assume that's another like power move where it's like yeah. the less they know about you, the less they can use against you, kind of thing. Yeah. But it's like, you know, uh, you know, obviously, when someone has enough against him to make a, you know, two and a half hour hate piece. Hate piece. <laughs> oh, can we talk about the, uh, the end credits want, scene? Just to, to cap this off, because... Yeah. Speaking of embarrassing... That's the worst part of the movie. Oh my god, it's so bad. Like, I get what they were going for, but just, it's so bad. It's, it's... And it wouldn't have even been so bad if they didn't end it with that one girl. <laughs> it's like, did you see the trailer for the new Fast and Furious? It looks lit. I'm like, yeah. oh, God, kill me. Yeah, that was... It's really frustrating because it's like, it's like the whole kind of... You're it, not paying it, attention it, 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 Yeah, it acts like it's, it's, it shifts the blame then. Yeah. It shifts the blame in a really weird way with mm-hmm. just that added joke. That's yeah. really uncomfortable because it's like, it's your fault if you're going to see, if, yeah. if you go see a Fast and Furious movie, obviously you can't be, uh, you can't be, you know, active in politics. You can't be angry at politicians who are screwing you over. You can't be fighting for social justice. And it's like, hell, I'm seeing Hobbs and Shaw day one. <laughs> yeah, I've seen every Fast and Furious movie and it's like, it doesn't impede your ability for that. It's just one of those annoying, like, you know, oh, millennials with their yeah. avocado toast, you know, they don't, they don't care. What the hell? You don't know that? Uh, no, I don't know that means. Oh, that's a, that's a total stereotype right now is that uh, millennials only care about avocado toast. He's Googling avocado toast yeah. right now. You just put avocado on toast, man. Like... You don't like avocados. I so don't obviously. like avocados, and I Not don't a like true toast. Millennial, you know? you don't like- <laughs> I don't like toast. I'll be honest. Well, then don't have avocado bread toast. Was, bread was perfectly fine before we decided we wanted to set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you millennials, <laughs> your avocados and you, you, toast. You can't. Uh, you can't beat sliced bread. You know yeah. why try to top sliced bread? Like that's our reference point. <laughs> so why would you go and try to burn sliced bread and like say it's better? You know. What are we even talking about? <laughs> well, we can wrap up. I just wanted, I uh, I just I... wanted to uh, mention the end credit scene. Briefly. Yeah, it's... it's bad. That is the perfect encapsulation for how I understand why people hate it. I'm yeah. like, because that's basically the tone of the movie. Yeah, it's, it's even... very much a superiority. Adam, Adam McKay's like, you know... I know more I, than you. I'm smart. Everyone else in the world is either stupid or evil. Yeah. And, and it's just like, okay, whatever, He's dude. the Rick and Morty <laughs> of directors right <laughs> Never now. go full Rick and Morty. <laughs> I'd be surprised if at the end of the credits, because we didn't say to the very end, but like, there's just a little quote at the bottom that says, Wubba Lubba Dub Dub Pictures. <laughs> you know? 
Oh, dear God. And he's also, he loved the Szechuan sauce. I've just burned every bridge that I'm Adam McKay. I don't know. Not that I ever had any bridge with Adam McKay, but I burned it, so. Mm. Well, you should have burned it with uh, Anchorman 2, like we all did, so. No, Anchorman 2's good. Okay. I will say, this movie... <laughs> You know, now I'm second-guessing that. I was going to say, you know, not Adam McKay's worst movie. That would be Anchorman 2. But to be honest, I'm not so sure about that. Wow. <laughs> wow. And you hate Anchorman 2. Like, Anchorman 2, it, it, it has some good jokes. It's just... It's it's very similar to Vice in a sense that Vice is just repeating the same stuff that The Big Short did better. And it's way too long and self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. And Anchorman 2 is just repeating the same stuff that Anchorman 1 did, and it's way too long and self-indulgent. This, so, this is a shame, by the way. What's the, a shame? This lineup here. Other guys should be way higher in his scene. Uh, like yeah, most scene. Other guys is really good. But Anchorman and Step Brothers is also really good. Never seen Anchorman. Never yeah. seen Step Brothers. You haven't seen Step Brothers either? No. No. I only Man. watched the bad uh, Will Ferrell comedies. Apparently. You watched Get Hard, and like, you watch Old School? I've never seen that one. No, I've never, I've heard that's good, though. Bad Blood, that's his next movie. Is it? Maybe. Jennifer Lawrence, isn't it? Well, it's gonna be another Oscar bait. Entrepreneur Elizabeth Holmes creates a biotech company that skyrockets her to fame with an estimated value in the billions, but when federal agencies begin investigating the company, her integrity is called into doubt. Directed by Adam McKay, also written by Vanessa Taylor, who helped write Shape, Shape of Water. Water. I guess. Okay. And Divergent. No. And the Aladdin remake. Well, okay. We don't know if that's good or not yet. It's gonna be the same movie, man. Well, I know. I'm giving did, her. Did you like I'm... the first uh, Aladdin? Yeah. <laughs> well, then you're gonna but hate this one because it's the same movie. Blue? Uh, he's gonna have to be. That's a deal breaker, and Disney knows it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not seeing that movie in theaters no matter what. I will but... never see it. Yeah, I know you won't, but... What are we doing? Anyway. We're refusing to wrap things up, <laughs> even though... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we just saw that David watched a movie. He's gonna be coming home here soon. So we should we wait? Be. Should we wait? Wait for him to say his thoughts just, about Just us. keep this podcast going until I can come. Until another see. 30 minutes. Uh, no, he just watched Friday. He gave it two stars. Mm. So I, I do want to know uh, why I gave it two stars. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I do want to see that one. Yeah, it seems like it would be right up my uh, alley. I love stoner comedies. Is that what it is? I'm pretty certain it is. I knew it was a comedy, but I didn't know it was a stoner comedy. I'm pretty sure it's like... Yeah. Smoking, looking for something to do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I need. This is my. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Vice. Putting you on the side for now. I need to watch more stoner comedies. <laughs> uh, but I just. I love that brand of comedy. It just really gets me. So I need to watch the Harold and Kumar movies. I have never seen Pineapple Express, but I need to watch that one. That's been on my watch list for a long time. Is that David Gordon Green? It Am is. Am I thinking of that right? Okay, yeah. I haven't seen Pineapple Express either. Oh, you haven't? I know. And it's my it's my it's, dudes. Yeah, it's my, it it's is. my team up. My comedy team up right there. We need to watch that. We do. Because I've heard it's really great. And you got 
Danny McBride in there too. Danny yeah. McBride, if he's in a stoner comedy, it's automatically good. Don't quote me on that, <laughs> because pretty sure he's in Your Highness, and I yes. don't want to talk. That's about also that movie. David Gordon Green. No, right? yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's yeah, I, I'm I'm like a hundred percent certain. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. That dude has had quite the career. Yeah, good. I mean <laughs> Like you start with George Washington and your la- latest is a Halloween sequel, like a really good Halloween sequel, and then like in between you just have these stoner comedies. Like what is that career? Like I want that career, that's yeah. awesome. Like, yeah. Do you man? <laughs> We should watch Your Highness, I think. I don't want to. But we should do it, man. Oh, Zoe Deschanel's in it? Mm. No, you have to. Yeah, probably do. Anyway, this has been (laughs) Best Picture Recap. We go all the way from Vice to Your Highness. (laughs) I mean, if Your Highness won Best Picture, it still would not be as bad of a decision as nominating Bohemian Rhapsody. Because the pedophile didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's, that's always a, that's like always a step up, you know. Like that's how I've been any, prefacing any choice, yeah. anything with that movie, <laughs> because every time I'm like, yeah, I just really hope Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't win. And they're like, why? I'm like, well, a pedophile made it for one. <laughs> and they're like, why? And they're like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. They yeah. say oh, like they don't know, or there's yeah. people who still don't know. That? People don't know who directed it. Okay. I mean, that, that, most of the, I mean... I don't think the Academy has that excuse, but... No, no, i definitely But, like, people not. In your, that you talk to in your social Yeah, circle, I just, yeah. I think that most people... We don't, we don't want to pull at Adam McKay and be like, how can you not know no, the no. inner workings of Hollywood here? But <laughs> like also that. just, like, I'm gonna say, highly publicized as of late. I'm going to say that 60% of people who watch movies don't know who directed it. Or care. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And nothing that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying, like, that's just I mean, the obviously, way it works. there are Brian Singer movies that I like, that I enjoy oh as God, films. Oh, God, we're getting into this. <laughs> but, like, those were all ones I watched, like, before the allegations. I was Before I was aware of right, the allegations. Right, So, yeah. it, like, I get that. Because, like, obviously, as a kid, I was like... Oh, yeah, Brian Singer. He's the guy that directed the X-Men movies I liked. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh. He's oh, the guy who okay. directed the X-Men movies I Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, no. We don't we don't need to <laughs> dig into this, but... We will on the Bohemian Rhapsody. If we episode. do that, but... Wow. You might just be surprised. This has been... <laughs> we've been already anyways Best Picture Recap. What a mess. <laughs> uh, well, it's Vice, so it's... it's <laughs> whatever yeah. I do, it's going to be less messy than Vice. And guess what? I will be, have as good of an editing job for this podcast as it for Vice. I'll even leave in the smoking bit, even though I should definitely cut that. <laughs> I should I should cut that. <laughs> what if you cut that part, but then leave in this part where you're referencing it again? <laughs> um... Guys, join us uh, next <laughs> next week. This is how I end it. Guys, if you want to find us around the internet, you can find David of Friday Watching Fame uh, mm, yeah. at dbex15 with two S's on Twitter. You can find Aaron at My Honest Opinion 
on Twitter. No, honest opinion. Honest opinion on Twitter. Myhonestopinion.com. Uh, and the errands are up there, so you can look at my picks for the best pictures of the year. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, number one. Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> is nowhere to be found. <laughs> Can't just play along. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not uh, if we had that lengthy discussion about, like, yeah. hey, guess what? The, who directed that film? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and if you want to follow me around the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter, Jake Lace on Tumblr, and Letterboxd. Tumblr, you're going to be getting something soon there. And then, directly after that thing soon, hopefully directly after that thing soon, another thing, which I've never done. So, kind of. I've kind of done something, but not for this type of thing. So. Think about that for a few minutes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast, find us. <laughs> I'm not good at this anymore. Find us at Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes at Reboot Already Underway, and of course, email us at Reboot Already Underway at gmail.com. If you know what happened in Beautiful Boy, yes, I will be pouring over those emails. <laughs> I'll be like, someone explain. We get the director of the movie on. Well, actually, <laughs> this is what happened. Okay. Um. Yeah, join us next week when we talk about what's the next next chance to win. Do you of think? the ones we've seen, Black Panther. I think Black Panther is a higher chance than we all. Than Black Klansman, because that would be my next one. Mm, that's true. Of the four we've seen, it might actually be Black Panther. Yeah, I I the list is not Roma has the best chance I think of the four I've seen. Mm-hmm. Alright, so I guess Black Clansman next, right. or whatever we decide on. Just, you'll know when you click on it. <laughs> yep, I guess. It doesn't really matter. I don't need to tell you everything we do, Dad. Alright, bye. <laughs>